senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. I'm not normally a praying man, but if you're up there, please save me, Superman! Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. Hi, and welcome to the Crisis on Infinite Midlife podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. This is episode 92. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The moving sucks. It is the absolute worst. It just never stops. And if you... If somehow you're still listening to the show, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much because it just turns into the constant bitch about moving situation. But yeah, it, it never stops. The electrician was back again yesterday to finish up odds and ends. And, and he's still not done because he forgot to do something with the phone jack. Yeah, he forgot to, yeah, he, he wired up a phone jack and then didn't wire it into the phone line. <laughs> So, which is fine. I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> yeah, but it's for all intents and purposes, it's the world's smallest, shallowest glory hole. And it won't even give you an electric shock for Please Christ's sake. Please don't stick your dick in the phone jack. My dick is not square. And if my dick clicks into anything, <laughs> I want you to call an ambulance or a transformer because clearly that's how I'm partying now. But yeah, and today it was, <laughs> we decided we've got in, in our. Studio, we've got what was originally supposed to be a linen closet, and we decided, oh, this is actually perfect for like Blu-rays and DVDs. And I decided, you know, I can double the amount of storage. It's just like three boards, and you put another board on it. So the first problem was we went to the Home Depot uh, in my car, which is a two-seat convertible. Yeah, yeah. To buy lumber, <laughs> we took the two-seat convertible. <laughs> It all fit in the trunk, though. It was quite impressive. I don't know how that actually worked. I, I think your trunk might be the TARDIS. Uh, you're half right. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. I love syllable jokes. I'm the only one trading in them. I'm going to stand by them. You run with that, babe. But, but yeah, we were also supposed to go grocery shopping. Now my trunk is full of wood. Not a euphemism. <laughs> So we had to come back here, unload, go get groceries, come back, and then it's Sunday afternoon after a long weekend in the United States of doing nothing but eating turkey and drinking whiskey and IPA. I'm like, yeah, sure, let, let my completely non-handy ass try to fucking build shelves. It, no, you had a perfectly good idea about how to do it. We just need a couple more tools. Yeah, because I am incapable of operating a fucking hammer. The simplest tool in human history. What was the first tool ever made by human beings? Stone hammer. I can't do it. Take your word for it. Too dumb to operate a hammer. I can't operate a hammer. But then again, I was in special gym as a child, and I have no eye-hand coordination. (laughs) It's well documented. Well, then I give you credit for standing there two (laughs) feet away, steadying the friggin' support against the wall as I'm swinging this hammer like a spaz in a slap fight. I went to the special place in my head where it was quiet. Oh, it wasn't quiet. I know. In my head it was. It was, bam, (laughs) son of a, bam, oh, Jesus Christ, bam, I bet the fucker, bam, oh, Jesus. Also not to be confused with Thursday night here at the office. (laughs) That just, oh. Yeah, I I got one board in. I'm like, "Uh, no, you know what? I will spend money on a screw gun. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to buy power tools because I'm too stupid to operate a fucking hammer. It's fine. Power tools are not emasculating. In fact, they're they're powerful. They're, the word power is in power tools. You know, you don't have to mock me. I, I understand. I, I know my shortcomings, for Christ's sake. 
Ow. <laughs> Fuck. And then, yeah, on top of all that, it's, uh, oh, Jesus, yeah, and uh, we should actually uh, prepare for and do the show. But yeah. in the meantime, <laughs> my, my phone is blowing up from the painter who <laughs> is going to start a two-week painting job on the home office tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, yeah. So it's going to be two weeks of constantly people in the house and trying to coordinate how to get them in. And th- this was after the the dude came to give his quote two weeks ago and he meticulously wrote down every paint color and code and manufacturer. And what and, room it was supposed to be used in. Yeah. And then he's yeah, he texted me and said, oh, can you give me a list of all that stuff so I can actually start tomorrow? Fuck. All right. So run around the house, wait for him to show up. We don't know when he's coming. He shows up 20 minutes late. So that being said, we're probably going to have a show next week, but if we don't, it will be painting related. We'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine we won't have a show. We may have to break out the mobile rig and do it in the car. <laughs> but, you Just know. driving around the greater Boston area. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like the, the last 10 minutes of pump up the volume, except... <laughs> Except, Except nobody's really after us because they don't care. Yeah, the, the FCC doesn't give a shit. Nobody's <laughs> listening. And if I scream talk hard in a high school, I go to prison for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, you do. If I scream do anything hard. And <laughs> but, but no, Start we, introducing yourself to the neighbors. Yeah. Oh, and the, the trick is just going to be, and I, I think we've established it, it's, you know, all these, all chores happen Saturday and Sunday is show prep. Yeah. There's no other way to do it because yeah, this is yet another show. It's loose. It's gonna be fucking loose. I've I've got a few handwritten pages of notes here. You, know, you have com- notes though. That's exciting. True, but you compare that to you know, a few months ago before we started this wretched, ill-advised move where I'd have ten pages of typed, you know, linked, bulleted notes. I I knew exactly what was gonna happen during the show. You'll get back to it. In this show, I might wet my pants. I forgot to go to the bathroom before we started taping. <laughs> the toilet 10 feet that way. This used to be a finely oiled machine. What is it now? For $10 all-you-can-eat testicle fest. That's what we have going on right now. I, so. I think more highly of us than that. <laughs> I try to, but <laughs> no, that, seriously, it's uh, the, it's going to start getting better, kids. Stick with us. <laughs> this has to fucking end sometime. Yep. Jesus Christ, you step over one dead rat on the way to Boston <laughs> Comic Con and your whole fucking life turns to shit for like six weeks. <laughs> and the other part of the problem is like a dingbat, now that we've got internet and everything all hooked up in all the houses, I finally said, hey, you know what? Uh, it's a long weekend here in the U.S. I don't have anything in particular to do you know, other than all the crippling chores <laughs> on our list on Thursday and Friday, I think it's time to pick up Fallout 4 for the X-Bone. Oh, yeah. How's that been going? <laughs> I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I was terrible at Fallout 3, which I, I knew that going in. You know, I'm one of those. I, I never learn. Okay. It's, I'll go into a situation and get killed and go, fuck. All right. Go back to the last quick save. Let me try to do exactly the same thing again. <laughs> They gave you a dog this time. I noticed that. They did. I don't remember if there was a dog in the last one. But at least if there I, I never finished Fallout 3 because I was so terrible at it. But, yeah, you've got dog meat, your dog. And, yes, you can give him orders to go. He, the cool thing about it is he'll automatically attack people on your behalf. You don't have to give him orders. The bad part <laughs> is he's not particularly good at it. So I'm constantly <laughs> shooting him up with the drugs that would normally save my life. <laughs> I got to run over and I can shoot him in the haunches. Ah, and... uh, you're a good person. Yeah. So you're a digital dog. To my, di- 
<laughs> in the meantime, I close the door to keep my real cat out. He's clawing at the door. <laughs> Somebody pay attention to me. Shut up. I'm trying to save my fucking digital dog. <sighs> so, yeah, it's this fallout takes place in Boston. Yes. Which is cool. And I have not gone far enough in the game. I literally just started playing it Thursday. And, and I am one of those guys who, yeah, I, I'm terrible at it. So I'll get killed and go back and killed and go back. I have not gotten into Boston yet. My next mission is supposed to go to Diamond City. Well, I'm not a dipshit. I know that's Fenway Park. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we're, you start out kind of north and west of Boston. Which is kind of the metro area where we live. That's <laughs> true. So I've pissed away a lot of time looking for like our town. <laughs> you but thought you found it. Well, yeah, it's, it's since we're not, you know, in the downtown area, certainly nobody spent any time really rendering, uh, like even a couple towns over. Uh, Lexington is in there, but it, it doesn't look anything like oh, God, no. Lexington. Well, I mean, it looks like Lexington in an apocalypse, which is to say awful and you know, raised to the ground. And that, that's kind of the. <laughs> poetic license that they use on it it's been a nuclear accident but yeah it's i think i found our town because there's nothing else around it but there's a particular factory and industry that that our town's kind of known for so it's, yeah i wasted a lot of time it's like maybe i could find my house no, no. it's <laughs> here's a factory that's kind of like the one where you live so I swear to God, I'm going to get into Boston. I want to get all bulked up in this game, and I'm going to find every comedy club I ever worked in and chuck a fucking hand grenade into it. <laughs> How do you really feel? I'm going to find the radio station <laughs> I used to work for that's a fucking restaurant. It's a chain restaurant named after an athlete now, and I'm going to fire a nuclear weapon at it. <laughs> so you want to burn the world. Show <laughs> Show temples. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> Look, I've been past all these locations day after day after day, and I, I never get to go there and blow anybody up. That's because it's illegal, honey. Well, that's why <laughs> God invented video games. <laughs> go there and roll a hand grenade in at the Booker and Nick's comedy stuff. <laughs> uh, won't call me back, fucker, huh? Here you go. <laughs> what, what are my avails? Here's my fucking avails. <laughs> Don't tell me I have to bring ten people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a bringer, huh? Look what I brought. <laughs> I was so fucking terrible at that game. The worst, I was better at Fallout 3, because when you did the, uh, it's called VATS, Vault Tech Assisted Targeting System, when you, it, I suck at shooters. Like, I don't have the high, the, the high end. (laughs) Yeah, the hand eye coordination. Uh, (laughs) certainly not that I had as a kid, because I've killed a lot of nerve cells with booze. (laughs) Is that your excuse? It's, it's, it's not an excuse, it's a diagnosis. (laughs) That's what's happening. And I'm getting old and I get the shakes all the time. So I just, I can't do the, the shooters real well. So it was always, yeah, I hit this button and then he's, oh, you just tell the machine I want to aim at his face. It'll tell, give you the odds that it'll hit and then it'll oh, I remember that. basically okay. roll the dice like a Dungeons and Dragons game. I always could do that well because you basically just sort of, you would do suicide maneuvers. Oh, it's a giant radiant rad scorpion. Just run right up to his face, ah, hit vats, <laughs> and just unload a double barrel shotgun in his face. Time keeps moving now when you do the vats system. It slows way the fuck down, but you don't have the time to pick and choose and aim at his face. And so, well, What's the point then? Because it does give you a certain amount of fine control. 
uh, look, if it's a badass, a big badass villain and you can get close and you can spare the time, you can have the machine aim at his face as opposed to you know, these thumbs have opened lots of bottles of Jack Daniels. <laughs> they don't have the fine control to put a bullet between the eyes. I need the robot <laughs> to do it for me. So now I know what you're getting for Christmas. New thumbs? <laughs> New nervous robot. system? <laughs> a killer robot I, I told you i want to fucking kill a robot so you're, you're enjoying the game though i mean i because I, I don't think i've seen you like rage quit yet no i i haven't um because it, it is forgiving enough with that that system even if you try the same thing 15 times in a row it's it, <laughs> you get enough of a sense of okay zombie number two comes from the <laughs> right so if i do that first I can live another four seconds and do another <laughs> quick save. The one thing I did notice is they clearly, in between Fallout 3 and 4, have watched a lot of Walking Dead. Yeah. Because they've, they've got a whole mechanic that I've not fucked around with yet, but uh, where you can basically build communities and you build buildings and they can get people to come in and protect them and keep them happy. And yeah, the, the city of Lexington... Is in nothing if not, you know, they call them ghouls and they say, oh no, it's not zombies. They have radiation sickness and it's ruined their brains. Uh huh. And that <laughs> makes them come and eat you, try to eat you. Yeah, it sounds like a zombie. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I'm getting a lot of Walking Dead flashbacks on it. Okay. I noticed that you, uh, you have, uh, brought back to life as your your avatar in the game, Drunky McPorno, because, your, your digital counterpart from Rock Band. Because that is the greatest name in human history. <laughs> I, could, I will never come up with a better name than that. <laughs> yeah, let's face it. You, it is possible to take these things too seriously. <laughs> Drunky McPorno rides again. That's right, through the wastelands. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> besides, I, I'm not going to be... <laughs> I, I can't imagine... Playing one of these games, I'm really getting into the, oh, I'm going to build a community piece. Hey, I, Governor McPorno. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. Drunky McPorno saved us all. No, I want to be the gunslinger who comes into town and kills all the zombies. <laughs> you know, given, given that I have unlimited chances with which to do it. Yeah, got it. Yeah, maybe I need to take a break on that. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I also picked up Alien Isolation. That, you'll see me rage quit from everything I heard about it. Yeah, I was actually a little surprised that you bought it. I heard it sucked. I, I heard that it was repetitive. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's a lot of hiding in a locker. So it's <laughs> Like high school? Yeah, it's a junior high school simulator, <laughs> basically. But, you know, it was it was a new game spot opened in town. They had it used for 15 bucks. Okay. I'm like, all right, I'll... <laughs> I'll hide in the locker and say, fuck this for $15 at the full 65 No, I'm not going to do that. But The jocks, they mostly come at night. Mostly. mostly. <laughs> <laughs> the wedgie, the sight from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Oh, don't make me flashback to that shit. I don't, I, don't, I don't need that. But So, yeah, yet another goddamn busy week. So, yeah, it, the the biggest thing that cut through all the goddamn noise. Wait, and, wait, wait. What? Before we get into that. Okay, go I, I, on. I just want to throw this out there, okay? Because we, we've had a, a week to digest. I just want to suck the joy out of everything. Okay, no, I don't. <laughs> had a week to digest the, the binge watching of Jessica Jones. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this to you, and I, and I want your honest answer, okay? Yes, but I think of you the whole time. 
the question is, <laughs> in a drinking fight between Demon and a Bottle, Tony Stark. Well, wait, a, a drinking fight, like a drunken brawl or a drinking No, like a, like a drinking, like, like a like shot for shot, who's the last person standing. Somebody was giving booze to these goddamn things. Yes. Okay. <laughs> between, yeah, Demon in a Bottle era, Tony Stark. Okay. And Jessica Jones, who wins? That's <laughs> that's a I <laughs> that's a a hard one because in my head both I've got because uh, I've as with last week I've been rereading Alias yes uh, the owner of our local comic store where they know me by name and know to give me the books with the name <laughs> chick so I get out quietly um, got me volume three this week so yeah I'm, I'm flashing into both the Kristen Ritter. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe version, but also the Alias one, and really the booze I think was more of an issue in Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Yeah, I I don't know. What do you think? I think that I think Tony's drunken. I mean, have you read Demon in a Bottle recently? Uh, not recently, recently. But... As, as drunkenness, as a as a barely functioning alcoholic, it's like somebody like. Who never had a drink explained to him how it is. <laughs> By the end of it, he's just sweating and screaming for a drink and hallucinating. And it's like, I've been pretty drunk continuously since about 90. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't get the, the odd night sweat. And I suck at first person shooters now. But otherwise, I'm doing okay. I think I think Tony Stark takes it. And here's why. <laughs> okay. Um. Because he has the means for people to continue to bring him booze, whereas um, Jessica Jones will get 86 Well, you're, <laughs> you're bringing a lot of variables into this that you didn't mention up front, like that they were in a place where somebody could get the ick, <laughs> that they were paying for their own drinks. Actually, that, no, you know what? Yeah, if they're sitting across from each other, if they're just sitting across from each other, like like they're in early scenes from Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> and people are trading money back and forth. Let's start it! Let's start it. Just feed right into the soundboard. I'm loving this. All right. <laughs> you know, I, I still think it might be Tony, because I think he can pace himself better. Uh, Again, you're bringing variables into this. It's, uh, the <laughs> I mean, neither of them have like the super heroic ability of Marion Ravenwood. <laughs> look, they're both gonna get distracted. You know, Tony will. Uh, oh, look, there's a supermodel on the TV, and I have the means to go meet her. Where Jessica will be like, "Look over there, cock, <laughs> cock." <laughs> so they'll get distracted by similar things, but. <laughs> On their level. <laughs> um, I don't know. In a one-to-one throwdown. Uh, I, I, and let's remember, historically, maybe up until Demon in a Bottle, Tony Stark was not a well man. <laughs> his, his armor was keeping him alive. That's true. That's true. Far more likely to just stroke out for reasons only tangentially related to the booze. Then, then probably Jessica Jones takes it then. Maybe. This is the dumbest question I've ever. <laughs> I've I've done a million schoolyard who would win the fight, Superman or the Hulk? Who, you know, who could outdrink each other? 
I don't know. <laughs> the, the Russian from Garth Ennis's Punisher out drank the whole nut. <laughs> Jesse Custer could probably kill both of them. <laughs> if not Cassidy, Cassidy totally could. Might suck Tony's dick for some beer money on the way out, but you know. Well, Cassidy would win. I mean, I didn't even put him in there, but Cassidy would win, period. Yeah, I mean, yeah, comic drinking contests. Maybe that's a new thing. <laughs> do one of those a week. If you're listening, you have the idea for a, a two comic characters who drink themselves under the table. Email us, Midlives at gmail.com. Make it as weird as you want. Richie Rich versus Casper the Friendly Ghost. We'll try to figure out the rules. It'll be like the old Ultimate Warrior, only with booze. <laughs> Yeah, what, what was that show? It was on Spike or something. The Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, yeah. They did that thing. Uh, it was like samurai versus ninja. Who will win? Yeah, zombies <laughs> versus vampires. <laughs> you know, your, your prostate versus <laughs> versus age. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, we'll do the Ultimate Drunken Warrior. Sounds good. I like this. This is a good plan. This is a terrible plan. I'm pleased to be a part of this. We're gonna get the weirdest, dumbest shit from our listeners. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think the best thing to do is just forget this ever happened. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. If we get a good one, we'll do it. We'll figure it out. Okay. That'll be how we did. That'll be the whole week's show. No, it's not going to be the whole week's show. Well, speaking of Tony Stark. <laughs> Hold on. We were talking about drinking. I need some beer. Give me a second. Oh, okay. You're allowed to talk while I drink, for Christ's sake. It's a radio show. Uh, Don't... No, sorry. I was just thinking like Machine Man ought to be in on this somewhere. His robot brain needs beer. Machine, and he's a robot. Machine Man versus Herbie from Fantastic Four. Sure, why not? <laughs> I think Machine Man wins, but... You think so? <laughs> Where, what orifice is Herbie going to pour the scotch into? <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, Machine Man versus Vision. <laughs> <laughs> Machine Man, because Vision's a pussy. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you'll believe an android can cry. I think that was, just, <laughs> I think that was like his second appearance. Might have been his first. Fuck him. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to. Wait, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what's happening. You're not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> this is taking a weird tangent on it has, me. It has. So there was a movie thing. <laughs> There's a thing for movies. Thing from a, a trailer, sweetheart? Yes. Trailer movie thing. Yes. Would that be the the Civil War, Captain America Civil War trailer? Yes, it would be. Uh, Amanda, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, were I a even uh, remotely professional uh, radio host uh, who had any time during the week, as I have done with uh, other trailers, I will have put aud- I would have pulled audio from it. Um, ah, I did not. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I did not. I was looking. For- <laughs> I was busy looking for my hometown in a video game. God damn it! What do that's, you want from it's me? That's okay. No, it's not. I have to try harder. But, okay. But yes. The uh, the first trailer for Captain America Civil War, uh, still directed by the Russo brothers who did Captain America Winter Soldier, yep, uh, dropped this week. We have watched it probably as you have over and over and over again. There's some details, some questions, some interesting things to uh to talk about, especially considering our general harried condition these days when i saw that dropped i got on my knees and thanked god okay <laughs> there's a chunk of show awesome let's go with it so I, I i did watch it repeatedly as did you i i came away from it just feeling like kind of 
sad. It's so grim looking. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to look forward to seeing it, but God, that, that looks dark. I mean, it, it does. The concept, the concept of civil war is dark. The original yes. comics execution of it was even darker because it required Tony Stark to become a full on jabbering, yammering cock. So, so that's, that's how the drinking contest ends. <laughs> Jessica's screaming for cock. Civil War Tony fits the bill. Done. And then the scrolls come in and invade. And then there are scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna end my legal defense. <laughs> and then there were scrolls. <laughs> no, you don't understand, Your Honor. I was keeping up with the flow of traffic. Uh, there was no stoplight there, and I, be- I don't believe that I was in any way a danger to anyone on the road. And then there were scrolls. <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> God damn it. Get your hands off me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it is, at least for the course of the movie, a story about Two friends finding themselves on absolute opposites uh, of a situation and using violence against each other. Yeah. That's a dark story. Well, and also where, where the comic book, it's sort of a thought exercise. What happens if, um, heroes take sides and then you get the throwdown, uh, that you kind of always thought you wanted to see? Yeah, like I said, the old schoolyard arguments. The, the whole thing was an excuse for just argument after argument after argument and a cloned Thor. Yeah, and a cloned reason. Thor. Clore. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mark Millar. Clore. <laughs> what, did, what did Millar do to you? Clore. <laughs> he clored me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um. So... But what I was getting from the trailer was, all right, here, here are these characters that we've come to really love and and feel for through the course of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, movies. And they are in pain and <laughs> and are fighting with each other. And I felt bad watching it. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're kind of supposed to. Yeah. it's If you're going to have Captain America fight Iron Man, unless you're going to make one of them an irredeemable douchebag. Hi, Mark Millar. Like, <laughs> There should be those feelings there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the big question for me watching it a few times is how well is this, you know, really going to be earned? Yeah. Because it. Well, because it didn't feel earned in the books. In the books, it really felt like you had to ask a lot of characters to behave completely antithetical to how they, they normally are in order to get the story to happen. Oh, absolutely. It's a, You had to twist characters into knots to get the fights to happen. Yeah. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen in this case. But when I say earned, the big motivating factor in the comic book Civil War was the Stanford event with the New Warriors, which led directly to the Superhuman Registration Act. Yep. Which is a very clear, simple, bright line that characters could say, no, I believe in this. I don't believe in this. Yes, I believe in this. That's fine. And it, we're not going to get that in this. Well, unless they use what happened in Age of Ultron um, at whatever country that was, Latveria or whatever. <laughs> Latveria is very different. <laughs> known by Fox. Although probably not for long because Fox just quietly scratched Fantastic Four 2 off of their uh, upcoming movie schedule. Yeah. So that's that's gonna they're going to sit on that for a while. 
Either sit on that or hopefully just say, all right, Marvel, cut us a check. Yeah, uh, quietly sit g- like Give that. us a Spider-Man uh, deal. Yeah. But uh, no, with Sokovia. Thank you, Sokovia. That's why, that's why I want to build more shelves. I don't have room to buy the new <laughs> Avengers 2 DVD. But and, and they certainly, yeah, they've got the thing, the Sokovia Accords. You know, they, yep. they, we see it in the trailer. Uh, they talked about it uh, in the Ant-Man post-credit scene, which basically the first scene from the trailer was that scene. Right, right. Except minus Falcon saying, I know a guy. <laughs> Although supposedly Ant-Man's going to be in the movie, so. Well, that was just it. We, we spent a fair amount of time going, all right, so who have we seen? And we were like ticking off. Like, okay, there's there's Captain America, there's Iron Man, there's Black Widow, there's Falcon. We saw Scarlet Witch. We saw Hawkeye. We saw Black Panther, um, War Machine. Yeah. So that it was like, all right, so who didn't we see? <laughs> uh, you know? And where are they going to be? For all we know, we saw Ant-Man. <laughs> For all we know, Ant-Man was in every fucking scene of that trailer. <laughs> Showing his ass. We he, wouldn't know. He was on <laughs> he was on Thunderbolt Ross's lapel shooting two fingers at Captain America. <laughs> Fire in the moon. <laughs> Scarlet Witch. Cause he would do that because he's a dick. <laughs> Pork and the wasp on Falcon's neck. <laughs> ew. Just ew. <laughs> Um, well, before before we get to the sides, or, or at least some of the perceived sides, what I, what I wanted to get as the it, it looked to me, and and some of this I'm inferring, but yeah. it looks like the Sokovia Accords they're talking about are far less a superhero registration act. Because let's face it, nobody has a secret identity in right. the Marvel universe. Scott Lang kind of does. Yeah. Uh. Um, we haven't really seen Spider-Man yet, but everybody kind of knows who everybody is. Well, yeah, but that was sort of something they brought up in in the comic book version was um, most of the most of the main name brand heroes were already out. So Stark's argument was, "What's the big deal? Everybody knows who we are anyway." Which makes me wonder if we're going to start seeing a little bit more of the issue with the Inhumans. We might. And and that being something that's sparking concern because there are some people who may not want to be outed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the thing is, the best bet that they could go with, uh, the best bets are the defenders that they're doing in the Netflix shows. Yeah. Because that was the mo- one of the most powerful moments in Civil War. wasn't anything in the main title, the comic Civil War. It was, I think, in New Avengers, where... The registration deadline came and Luke Cage just said, I'm going to go home. I'm going to sit in my apartment and bother no one. But I'm not going to register. Yeah. And the minute the deadline came, SWAT teams came after him. That's right. That's right. He just said, I'm not bothering anybody. But yeah, they they came after him. So the best thing they could do would be bring in the TV stars. And they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. So, I mean, other than that, yeah, the only person they really got on the board who they can say nobody knows who it is, is Spider-Man, because we haven't even seen Spider-Man yet. <laughs> right. So registration, I don't think, is going to be a big deal. It seems more to me... And the, and the other thing is, most of these heroes are already operating under the auspices of... The government. federal government, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ant-Man certainly isn't, uh, and neither is Wasp, but Captain America, Falcon, Hawkeye... I mean, the, the Avengers answered directly to S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Now, granted, at the beginning of Avengers 2, they didn't, because S.H.I.E.L.D. was... Yeah, was <laughs> no longer an entity except, you know, for five guys who answered to Colson. Right. But now it's back in full effect and 
it seemed like there were they were working with shield particularly reasonably well at the end of uh, avengers 2 but even shield is not what it was i mean if you're if they're tying it in at all to what's happening on agents of shield there's there's sort of public shiny face shield and then there's like real shield <laughs> true and real shield is having difficulty getting things done because it's running into roadblocks yeah that's true it's it's not a perfect analogy i mean what i'm getting at is there's not a lot in the way of ooh superhuman registration that they can really go with right these sokovia accords it seems to me and again i might be inferring this are more of these are the international rules of engagement for american superhumans yeah and it seems to me that that is being used as a way to keep Cap from going after Bucky. Some of the, you know, most of the cops that we saw in the trailer had the European, the, I don't know if it was Russian, Polish, whatever, Polizia or Polizzi. Yeah. Um, so it seems like, uh, they, these are the, these are the ways we can get, uh, these are the rules for Avengers engaging overseas and Cap, you can't go save Bucky because of it. Okay. So, although I also wonder if they're going to do something that's going to spark some kind of international incident involving Wakanda, because that's how we do see that Black Panther is in there and he seems to be fighting Bucky and or Cap. Yeah, it's I have no idea how that fits in. Like I said, I could be inferring this, but what I'm getting at is it seems with what we've seen that Sokovia Accords are a way to prevent Cap they're a MacGuffin to stop Cap from saving Bucky, so Cap goes to do it anyway, sparking people to choose sides. Right. Is that even remotely as powerful as you must register and serve your government or not? You must register. You you must you must disregard all all sense of privacy and and live your life under under scrutiny. <laughs> I haven't seen anything to show that's the case. Yeah. Well, no, but that's the, that's also the crux of the book is it, Cap took issue with with the personal liberties issue. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure I'm reading too much into this. Yeah, God, in certain ways, we're part of the goddamn problem. Oh, there's a trailer, and we have internet, so let's <laughs> talk about the trailer. It doesn't tell us anything about the movie. Then I'm probably reading too much into it. It may well be that the Sokovia Accords are, although they can't be. I was going to say the Sokovia uh, Accords are the same thing as a superhuman registration act but we just saw jessica jones which had luke cage took place after uh not only the events of avengers 2 but ant-man yeah with no mention of oh jessica has to register luke has to register yet yeah but it, it never even came up and it may not. Because um, based on... Uh, it, I'm never sure. Do we have Daredevil between now and Captain America? I don't think so, but maybe. I'm not sure. Because the, the other thing to keep an eye on would be, you know, what things are mentioned. They'll probably go out of their way to find some way to, to tie it into um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again. Yeah, probably. It's weird how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Me have good beer. <laughs> mm, uh, hoppy. <laughs> it, it's amazing how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of feels like the redheaded stepchild of all this, doesn't it? You it does. The, it's a perfectly serviceable show. It's been fun. 
Yeah. Uh, we finally caught up on that this week. Uh, it's been enjoyable, although, Jesus, I can't wait until, what's his face, Agent Ab- Abercrombie, his contract is up. He's just awful. <laughs> He's somewhat more compelling now that they made him a, a Hydra, but. I don't yeah. know. I think someday he's going to be Taskmaster. No, I thought, uh, I don't know. No, Crossbones is in the other one. Yeah, Crossbones. Okay. It's possible. I, I, all I know is you've got these magnificent shows coming out on Netflix and the two Marvel movies a year and just, the, yeah, this thing going on in the background. The Phil, the Phil Coulson vanity vehicle. Uh, yeah. It's still, it's still dealing with Hydra. Hydra's not been a problem in the Marvel Universe for a year and a half. <laughs> but, but. So, yeah, it's uh, they could certainly bring it back into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess. Perhaps. But, yeah, it's, I don't know, and all of this, although that, that kind of makes sense. I was well, it's because that's where they're doing all their heavy seating for the Inhumans, too. Yeah. Fucking Inhumans. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care you can't make me fucking care it's okay honey you don't have to care i'm giving you permission to not care <laughs> i have to care because this is going to be all of phase four for christ's sake yeah but you didn't care about mutants either <laughs> true all right you're, you're allowed to like some things and not like other things yeah but if the entirety of the franchise is going to be and now we're with the inhumans and uh, i don't want it i don't care it's okay Fuck the humans. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about the Civil War trailer. Can you be more specific? <laughs> we were talking about trying to figure out if the Sokovia Accords are going to be at all related to the Superhuman Registration Act. Yeah. Or if... Because the other thing, too, is we're, we're finding particularly on things like Jessica Jones and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in addition to... you know. In humans popping up, we're, we're finding other types of enhanced people. So you've got your um, Kilgrave, who has powers because his parents jacked crap into his spinal system, <laughs> his nervous system. Yeah. Um, we've got Jessica Jones, who may or may not also have been um, a victim of similar sorts of, of operations or procedures as a child. Right. Um, we've got... Mr. Hyde on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., who is a product of better living through chemistry. <laughs> Aren't we all really? Are we all? Um, so there's, there's others out there. Um, you know, Deathlock. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never liked him. <laughs> Colson, even. <laughs> Tahiti is a magical place. It is um, a magical place. But my, my point being that, you know, there's a reason why on these shows that they're calling them enhanced individuals because it's not just any one kind of powered being. There's there's several. Yeah, and you've you've got a point. Um, we could see it start to spread into other areas of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the the Netflix shows, the Defenders stuff, because that, that was and that actually makes a certain amount of sense. Because one of the things I was thinking as I'm watching this is. You're going to blow up the whole status quo of how superheroes operate, the general superheroes operate in the Marvel Universe, but your next movie is Doctor Strange, which is going to be operating in a completely sort of different area, the, yep. the mystical. Then it's Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We don't come back to Earthbound 
standard Marvel superheroics until Spider-Man in July of 2017. So they would really have to, if they're going to blow up the status quo of how superheroes operate, they really kind of have to then deal with it in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. and the Netflix Defender shows. So, all right, I suppose that makes more sense because I was really sort of scratching my head going, is this the right time to even do this? Besides the fact, well, we got an opening. And there's another Thor movie in there at some point, too. Oh, who cares? <laughs> well, no, they, because um, <laughs> if I remember correctly, Thor leaves the planet um, in the Civil War, which is which is where they bring in Clore, <laughs> because he's just like, screw you, I'm a god, I'm not registering. <laughs> no, he was dead. Thor was, was he dead, dead at okay. that point. Yeah. I thought he left planet. Uh, he was, no, I think he was dead. I think he was dead, and then, yeah, he came back and that was Straczynski's run because look Thor is Thor's another one of those characters that eh, okay yep that's Thor that just it that doesn't grab my attention yeah you know, I, I get that there are many people who say oh no as long as you look at it as uh, a story about a son trying to impress his father and live up and I don't get I'm not gonna relate to a god <laughs> but just, I'm not gonna that said I really like Jason Aaron's Run on Thor. Well, it's really about the the story you tell. I and mean, yeah, yeah, son trying to impress the father. You didn't like Field of Dreams either. <laughs> it was no Baldurum. <laughs> look, I liked Straczynski's run on Thor because for all the crap he gets, rightfully about uh, Superman grounded. Yeah, he basically did the same thing with Thor, and there's there's smarts to the idea that you take this godlike hero and make him relate to regular people. Yeah. So Broxton, you know, when uh uh but yeah, when when he had to live on Broxton uh after Asgard fell. Yep. Those were really interesting stories cuz yeah, it was real people and that made it relatable. Right. Didn't work with Superman cuz Superman is supposed to be the ultimate regular dude just with godlike powers and yeah. he's He's just better than us in the fact that he doesn't use him to peep cool. on Wonder Woman and <laughs> you know, stick up the bank. Right. Yeah, and the yeah, the idea of <laughs> Superman walking across America kind of dumb. But had he said, you know, Superman is going to move back to Kansas anonymously for a while, you get the same effect. Right. Without the the dumb on its face. Herder, I'm walking across America. <laughs> I'm, I'm Superman. I'm walking der. Yeah. Yeah, there's, so, there's a Forrest Gumpian. Uh. But yeah, otherwise, you know, Thor and Asgard and the Odin sleep, and I just, I, it doesn't work for me. Okay. That's yeah, okay. I've seen the first Thor a couple of times. But Thor Ragnarok is supposed to be a Thor Hulk buddy movie. Well, and <laughs> that's fine. Just I'm, tell I'm, me I'm what... just wondering, like, which one's going to say, yeah, I'm getting too old for this shit and I'm one day f away from retirement. Yeah, which one's close to retirement? Let's <laughs> Let it be Thor. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's... <laughs> Mark Ruffalo in the crazy role. <laughs> Great. <Do you> wanna? <laughs> Let's go together. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's weird. I sit here, oh, the Inhumans, it'll ruin it. Yeah, the, the Thor movies have done nothing for me. Those I've felt safely I can tune out of. So fine. Maybe I can tune out of Inhumans, too. I'm, I'm I'm sure you'll 
there's enough out there so that everybody gets to have their own story so that if you want to kind of pick and choose, it's not going to affect your enjoyment. Yeah, I suppose. I just want everything to be for me all the time, even though I know it's, even though it you're, doesn't have to be. You're a white dude. <laughs> and just about everything is anyway. Yeah. All right. I'll shut the I fuck up. Walked into that. All right. So let's walk back away from it. <clears throat> all right. So going through the trailer, it looked like, and these were the sides that I was able to figure out. It looks like on Cap's side, we've got Bucky, duh, <laughs> Falcon, duh. Uh, but also Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man's side, all I can tell at this point is War Machine and Black Widow. If that. Like, we, we get the sense that Black Widow does have to try to track Cap down if he does something illegal, which he it's implied he will do. <laughs> if, if- but we don't actually see her, like, throw down in that in that scene that looks like they're going to throw down like group versus group. True. So and it's a, she's friends with Hawkeye who seems to be on Cap's team. Well, in that case, Iron Man is, <laughs> he's plucky because <laughs> he's got no odds in his favor. Yeah. Cause we don't know that necessarily um, Black Panther is on his side either. Although we, we did see one scene of Black Panther apparently, Although it could have been a weird cut, uh, kicking the shit out of Bucky. Now, whether that was part of this conflict or because Bucky tried to hide in Wakanda, Wakanda yeah, no, who the hell knows? Yeah, that's just it. We don't know. There's, there's no, no definitive sense of who is on um, Iron Man's side, other than War Machine, who becomes depowered at some point. It looks like his. Uh, arc reactor is ripped out of his suit. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if, if there's... And again, you can only speculate. I'm trying to figure out if there's some greater plot point, because there's also a scene of Bucky apparently trying like hell to rip out Iron Man's arc reactor. That would be bad for Tony. <laughs> well, no, his his heart's been cured, and that was cured at the end of That's Iron Man true. 3, so he doesn't need that anymore to survive. True. Now, it's a Marvel movie. Ain't nobody going to do an attempted murder on Robert Downey Jr., the <laughs> flagship star of the fucking movie. Well, no, the thing is, though, there's been a lot of talk that um, this will be um, Robert Downey Jr.'s last movie for a while. Probably for a while. I don't know if his contract is up. Or I can see this being a way to begin to backdoor him and shove, show him toward the door. Yeah. Because there was some speculation that he would die, but like his consciousness would be uploaded and he'd be the new voice of Jarvis. Which would work. I mean, let's face reality. If you're you know, Kevin, you know, Kevin Feige has broken off Marvel Studios away from Marvel proper. Yeah. So supposedly he doesn't answer directly to Ike Perlmutter anymore. And Isaac Perlmutter supposedly would be driven crazy with rage <laughs> whenever anybody would tell him exactly how much the percentage of the gross Downey Jr. got from any of these movies was. Yeah. So Feige doesn't necessarily have to listen to that wailing and gnashing of teeth <laughs> directly anymore, but let's face it, Robert Downey Jr. makes a lot of money he off does. all of these. He does. So as a way to sort of start pointing him toward, yeah, okay, we'll start using you in a more diminished capacity. Now, moving him more toward the douchebag side, probably not a terrible <laughs> idea. Embrace the douchebag side of the force. Yeah, if I'm Don Cheadle, <laughs> uh, I'm flipping pages. <laughs> Oh, please. Oh, please. 
but <laughs> give in to anger. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, as a rumor, you know, the idea of uh, all right, we'll kill him, but you know, yeah, make him the artificial intelligence so that he still has a piece of it. He is still the flagship Marvel star. Yeah, and he still is. Well, at least in my opinion, he's still the the actor who best personifies the character that he's playing. I agree. You know, Chris Evans. Uh, nobody is certainly bad. Chris Evans is excellent. Chris yeah. Evans has really come into his own with that role, considering that he it, he just seems to love superhero franchises anyway. Because he he showed up in Fantastic Four and he showed up in The Losers. And I, you know, we, we've said it before. <laughs> Can't say enough good shit about the losers. Yeah. If you're looking for a super, not superhero, a comic book adaptation that is vastly underrated. Yeah. And it's not the last time we'll say it either. Check out the losers. Yes. You can probably get it on Blu-ray for six bucks. Go do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, no, certainly nobody is bad at it, but yeah, the, the Downey was there first. Yeah. And it was such inspired casting. <laughs> but at the same time, if every time he shows up in a movie, he's going to take Most 40% of the, of the operating yeah. budget, yeah, then... Uh, yeah, that becomes problematic. Yeah. So yeah, as, as a way to move him toward the door, then hopefully they can do it in a better way then. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're uh, going to have to free up some money because they've got Cumberbatch involved now and, and he is not cheap. I would imagine. Oh, good. come on! He'll do CGI, whatever. We just watched the last, uh, the Hobbit. last installment of the Hobbit movie. What was he? Nine people in that fucking movie. <laughs> I'm going to be a neuromancer and a, a necromancer, not a neuromancer. That's yeah, a book. It's a, look, he'll he'll <laughs> be, be smog. He'll, he'll be Doctor Strange. He'll be the Hulk. He'll just <laughs> he'll just show up and do shit for you. I'll be Spider Man. <laughs> I'll be English Spider Man. Whatever. I'll be Medusa, whatever. <laughs> I'm Ant-Man. Help me. What do you mean that's the fly? I'm working for nothing. <laughs> Cut me some slack. Cumberbatch is in all the movies. Cumberbatch, what do you want to be? Sugar Man. Oh. I did that for you, Amanda. Yeah, I know. Thanks. I, I'm sorry. I did that to you. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I said that wrong. Jeez. So, I mean, Warn me so I can get a hemorrhoid donut or something. I mean, it's almost safe to say... And this is this is basically Avengers 2.5 for Christ's sake. Yeah. So who's left to be on whose team? Well, we don't see Thor there anywhere. We don't see Thor anywhere, and supposedly he's off dealing with whatever that fucking oh I looked in a lake and stopped the action of Avengers too cold, <laughs> so I have to go deal with whatever I saw in the fucking lake. So yeah, it's he may or may not be in it. Uh, I haven't heard that Hulk's going to be in it, but having he thunder- was spotted on set. Well, I like drinking with my fucking coworkers too. That doesn't, you know, doesn't mean I'm working if they see me with them at just at saying the local bar. He was spotted on set. But uh, Thunderbolt Ross is a uh, is in it. It's, well, that's the thing. Like, how do you have Ross in this movie without the Hulk? You know how you have Ross in the movie when you realize shit. We signed William Hurt to a three picture deal, and we can grab <laughs> a world class actor whenever we want for a fixed price. Yeah. From 2008 when Marvel Studios was dick. That's a good point. So. All right. So, well, we didn't see Ant-Man, although, again, he could have been there, just microscopic. We didn't see Wasp. We didn't see. Yeah. Suppose I've heard Ant-Man is going to be in it. I'd I'd have to guess if Ant-Man's in it, he's got to be on Captain America's side. One would think. 
I mean, he's buddies with the Falcon, for Christ's sake. Well, buddies is a strong word. And and he works for Hank Pym, who <laughs> has strong feelings about the Stark family. Yes. yes. So he will certainly be uh, influenced to move in the Captain America direction. We didn't see Sharon Carter, who made appearances in the other um, Captain America movies. Yeah. It, it seems to me I read online that if you freeze frame at the right second, you see her. But yeah, I, I wasn't able to pick her out. Um. Didn't see Vision. Yeah, and th- that could potentially be a deal breaker with the kind of power that Vision at least has in the comic books, with not utterly. Well, I mean, Jesus, well, even in can, the movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he can pick up Captain America's hammer. Yeah, okay, he's he's got the juice. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man. Yep. In the comic books, he was on Tony Stark's side, but that's because there was money involved. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who else? Who else? Who else? Is that everybody? We made a list. Do you have the list? That's everybody from the movies, yeah, unless they want to start throwing in cameos of Daredevil and Jessica Jones and yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah, not likely. Not likely, although, yeah, God, the Russo brothers are dopes if they don't. You, you've got a Luke Cage. Yeah. Use them for that one scene, for Christ's sake. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Except, like I said, it's not going to be a superhuman registration kind of thing. Probably not. But... So, so <laughs> sorry, you go. No, so I mean, it, the the trailer did its job effectively. It got you interested in the movie and speculating, you know, the the drill down details that you obviously can't get from the trailer. So, in in that respect, it's it's very um, well put together. Oh yeah, Jesus! I could watch, I could watch Cap and Bucky tune up Iron Man all day, <laughs> and I like Iron Man. And part of it is I'm bringing Iron Man from Civil War, the comic, yeah. into it. You know, it's If you've read the comic, you're not going to be on Captain America. You're not going to be on Iron Man's side to start with, period. Right. So it's, okay, yep, you've convinced me because I know what that Iron Man does, at least in the comic book. Yeah. But, you know, to to Stark's credit, even if he's going to be that Iron Man from the comic book, by the end of it, I was feeling bad. I'm like, I don't know who I'm supposed to be rooting for here. <laughs> Well, yeah, the the big line is, you know, so was I. You know, he's my friend. So was I. It He's got to feel like this only works if each person thinks they're right and each person thinks they're betrayed. Right. That's where the comic book fell down. You had to be on Captain America's side because Iron Man was a fucking dildo. And Iron Man was acting in a way that was not heroic. And Iron Man cloned a guy to kill one of a handful of African-American characters in the Marvel Universe at the time. Yeah. Colossus. Not Colossus. What was his name? Um, Uh, Black Goliath. Black Goliath. Thank you. Yeah. If you are the head of a government agency and you get a foot soldier to kill a black guy on the street... You're a bad cop. That's, yeah. You're yeah. talking shorthand. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to bring that in. and but, but that's part of why Civil War was not effective. Civil War in the comics was effective. You're right. As a thought experiment and a thought experiment at the eighth grade level at recess. You know, who would win? Spider-Man or Mr. Fantastic? Who would win? The Punisher or... I mean, Jesus, it Tony was... Tony Stark or Jessica Jones? Uh, yeah, there you go. But, I mean, you, it only works on that level. 
and and for the movie to be anything more than then yeah, an argument on the playground, each person has to feel that way. Like, I'm right. How can you not think that I'm right? How can you make me do this to you? Right. So that's the most promising thing about it, because a direct Civil War adaptation, nobody fucking needs it. No. The the minute they announced Captain America Civil War, I went back and reread it. It's like, uh, certain parts are better than I thought, but. Yeah, nobody would follow Iron Man. No. If he didn't have the force of law and money to throw around. Yeah, and also, even if you have Spider-Man and the ancillary characters related to Spider-Man back to try to position Norman Osborn, who's the one that comes out of Civil War with, like, unbelievable status. <laughs> oh, that, and yeah, the, the whole the siege and dark reign. Yeah. And, ugh, Marvel was not batting a thousand for a couple well, no, of years I, there i've said this on on several of the other shows the problem with civil war in addition to just that it's a failed thought experiment is it leads to just the um event fatigue because it just goes on and civil war begets dark rain begets fear itself begets... well <laughs> actually taking a step back it's it, it led into secret invasion and yeah. that led to dark rain yes it was i think purely by coincidence the, right after Civil War, that's when Warren Ellis did Thunderbolts and said, fine, fuck it, I'll do this thing with uh, Norman Osborn because he's sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. But it was it was one of the bricks in the wall, mm-hmm. so to speak, to, to get to that point. And interestingly, they, we've already seen Victoria Hand, well, now deceased, on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's a comic book. Nobody's dead for long. Yeah. Maybe she goes to Tahiti. It's a magical place. <laughs> like my pants. Oh, God. <laughs> where are your pants? <laughs> you shut up. That's where. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, at this point, as I will say over and over again, as long as this all continues, God damn, it's, it's a good time to be a geek. It is. It but, is. all right. So, right now, everything is in the trailer form. What are you looking forward to most? The Star Wars, Civil War, Batman versus Superman. For me, that's the big Star three Wars. right now. So I'm not sure. I, I I might be going with Civil War. Nope, Star Wars. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Star that, Wars. Okay. Millennium Falcon. Star Wars. <laughs> Look, we we've already got the tickets. It, I know it's all set, and we've we've already got guests for the show. We, we already have probably too many guests for the show. I mean, there's certain parts of all of them that I'm looking forward to, you know, semi-naked Jason Momoa. But yeah, the thing is... Uh, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> but Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. We've had the tickets for, what, a month? Yes. We are all set to go on it. I'm excited about it. But <laughs> unlike... Other properties, I've been through a Star Wars reboot. But they're getting the band back together. At least for one movie. Yes. See, that, and that's the, that's part of the weird thing in my head. Number one, there's, you know, Phantom Menace disease of, oh, they fucked me once. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but even beyond that, it's, we're not going to see Luke and Leia and Han in the next movie. And the next movie is like in a year and a half. There's going to be a Star Wars movie every year until I die. But I'm hoping, what I'm hoping for is um, reasonable closure. You know, 
more more reasonable than you know yub yub we're dancing with the ewoks <laughs> all right i i can get behind that um and and you know fake cgi christian hayden or whatever his fucking name is <laughs> in the in the place of of, of darth vader <laughs> yes okay yeah nobody's screaming no <laughs> no yeah so i'm i mean with um the captain america civil war of course i'm looking forward to it i i am but i'm also again i'm and again, the trailer has done its job effectively. I'm very interested in seeing this movie, but I, f- I don't know who I'm supposed to root for, and I feel badly about what's about to happen to characters. So in a way, I'm I'm approaching it with a certain amount of trepidation, particularly given the baggage that that comic book has with it. Yeah, I can understand that, but <sighs> Han Solo's busted hip. Luke Skywalker, yep, he's in the mystery bag. That's, uh, I think, what J.J. Abrams keeps talking about. It's uh, the mystery bag. (laughs) J.J. says uh, something something along the lines of you got to keep certain things a mystery. So, yep, you you give information around, but keep certain things totally in the dark. And that's the way he's always done things. And, you know, that's why you got a a slusho or whatever. uh, Slusho? Slusho uh, augmented reality game for Cloverfield so you could learn about... uh, Japanese soft drinks for some reason, but not the actual uh, monster okay. that was involved. So <laughs> Luke Skywalker is in the mystery box. We don't know if he's good or evil. Well, or... I suppose that, that works because he got burned on like the reveal for, for Cumberbatch as Khan. Well, that's because that was stupid. <laughs> that was grotesquely fucking stupid. I got a soft spot for the movie, but it's, man, it's got problems. We didn't need to have Khan in that movie. Yeah, that's true. Um. And then for the for the Batman versus Superman again that there's a lot of stuff that I want to get excited about but <laughs> you know it's you you got Affleck who has baggage attached to him from playing Daredevil you've got <laughs> yeah no he he's going to he's going to be fine as Batman I've been saying that all along he's going to be just fine you've got you know Snyder. The problem with Daredevil was not Ben Affleck. No, but you've got Snyder who has been uneven in some of his other adaptations. I liked Watchmen. There's a, but it sounds like there's a lot going on here that he's picking and choosing from with, um, Frank Miller's Dark Knight. And he's not going to use all of it. He's just using some ideas. Uh, <laughs> probably a good choice. Yeah. But there's all of this other ancillary. We need to somehow ramp up the inclusion of all of these other characters who will eventually become the Justice League. Do we need to have all of these in here this soon? Probably not. Well, you absolutely need them in there if you ever want to catch Marvel. But uh, the problem that we could see with Batman versus Superman, which I am really looking forward to. Yes. And I've said a million times, I'm one of the few people who will defend Man of Steel as being better than it gets credit for. Uh but it, it could run into uh, like the the disease that Avengers to I, I just said it and let's bring everything to a halt so we can see Thor look into a lake. Yeah. What the fuck for? Oh no, it's for something coming up in another movie. You'll, right. You'll give us another eleven dollars, motherfucker. You'll do it. Yeah. Let's bring everything to a halt so that we can. Oh hey, there's Cyborg. There goes Cyborg. Bye Cyborg. <laughs> yeah. It's it, if I would. I'm really looking forward to the movie. I'd be looking more more forward to it if it was legitimately Batman versus Superman. Yes. 
you know, with, okay, and we'll fine introduce Wonder Woman and then give her her movie. Right. Which they're filming now. Apparently, yes. So, but yeah, trying to do too much with it. Yeah, too much is too much. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm I'm looking forward to I, th- I think the I think the one that I I feel the least the least amount of trepidation about is the Star Wars movie. And therefore, I'm looking forward to that one the most. <laughs> <laughs> the one I'm feeling the least trepidation about is Civil War. Okay. It's a I just the Russo brothers have a track record with the Captain America character. I'm hoping they find an excuse to stick Danny Pudi in a scene again. <laughs> the, Yay, Abed! The, put the whole cast of Community in. That's yeah, that'd be great. They, have them be the fucking Great Lakes Avengers. That's oh. that's fine. Britta would make an excellent Squirrel Girl. I was gonna say Event Nicole Brown, but either one I could get behind. I don't. I need to know more characters that are in the Great Lakes Avengers beyond Squirrel Girl. Uh, no, you don't. Well, They're the Great Lakes Avengers. Who gives a actually, shit? Actually, Annie. Annie is your Squirrel Girl. Uh, probably. <laughs> Either way, that's fine. But, but Allison Brie for Squirrel Girl. <laughs> but uh, look, you've got actors who've been in the characters for years. You've got directors who've shown they can do really interesting stuff in the superhero universe. But you know, I'll I'll put Captain America: The Winter Soldier in the top couple of Marvel movies. So yeah, so I, I don't agree. I don't I'm not too worried about that one. You know. Bat- the one I'm most worried about is Batman versus Superman. Yeah, well, that one has the most potential to to be overloaded with extraneous characters that distract from plot. Yeah, and yeah, it's <laughs> Zack Snyder. He's he's dropped a couple of turds, man. <laughs> he has. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, sucker punch. Yeah, it's uh, there are people who say it's a postmodern work of genius. I am not one of those people. I thought it was pretty to look at. I was pretty drunk, though. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't do anything. It was no Inception, you know. Well, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> inception in a strip club. That's... <laughs> but uh, Destiny's Inception. But you know, Star Wars, you know, do you necessarily... I've said it a million times... Do you want to see Han Solo as an old fuck? It was hard enough seeing him not shoot first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. That's why I have an action figure where he always shoots first. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, I've got a certain amount of trepidation toward it. The, Abrams has done great work with the trailers. He's gotten, got me to say, yep, okay, order the tickets. I don't even want to risk missing it opening weekend. But I'd say I'm, I've got less trepidation and arguably I'm looking more forward to Civil War. Okay. No, that's valid. That's it's valid. I hope so. <laughs> All right. So anything else on the uh, Civil War trailer? No, I just, uh, I'm, I am looking forward to it, but you know, damn, I, I don't want my, I don't want them to not be friends anymore. <laughs> It's comics. They'll be friends again eventually. Eventually. I mean, for God's sake, Frank Miller destroyed the relationship between Batman and Superman for 30 years. True. They've managed to repair a certain amount of it in the new 52. This is true. So, but only a certain amount. Only a certain amount. (laughs) 
All right. You want to, speaking of which, you want to talk a couple comics? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Should we start with Dark Knight? Yeah, why don't we? Speaking of Frank Miller. (laughs) Yeah, well, only kind of. Yeah. I, (laughs) all right. DK3, as it says on the cover, the master race. (laughs) K. Uh, based on the credits written by Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello, uh, pencils by Andy Kubert, uh, inks by Klaus Jansen, who did the inks on the original Dark Knight, yep. and I think he did them on Dark Knight 2 also. That sounds right. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my tag quote on this is, you're not Batman! <laughs> and by the way, we're going to spoil the living shit out of this. So if you haven't read it yet, if you haven't read it, if you're waiting for the trade, uh, skip ahead a uh, little ways. I, I don't know <laughs> how far. Um, okay. The first thing I want to talk about is a structure problem with how this book was produced and literally built. Okay. Uh, in the center, there is a mini comic. Yep. This is apparently a thing that's going to happen with every issue. It's a little bonus story, uh, suggested at least, if not written by Frank Miller, to help justify the, was it, $6 cover price on each one of these things? Yeah. That yeah. doesn't even have the cardstock covers that the original Dark Knight did and DK2 did back in the day. The prestige format books. <laughs> I miss the prestige format. But that's okay. So you've got this little book, what is it, about an eight-page story, 12-page story? It's teeny. uh, Yeah, about the atom uh, that is happening in this world and is ancillary to the events of the main book. Yep. The problem with it is it fucking ruins the ending of this particular fucking issue. Number one, it fucks up the flow of the book. You're reading the story and then you stop and say, oh, here's a little comic book. And you either have to make the choice, I'm going to read it right now, or I'll come back and, and read it afterwards. And either, which, which did you do? Uh, I, I stopped and read it. Uh, see, I, I came back to it after. Yeah, and, and that was the problem. When I stopped and read it, I, I, it told me it fucked up the twist of the end of the book. Yeah, they should have put it at the end. Yeah, and when it comes to actual printing, uh, I'm not sure how easy that is, unless they wanted to just make it a backup story like they do. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think they should have put it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's that probably would have made the most sense because, yeah, it interrupted the flow of the story and, yeah, it, it spoiled the twist at the end of the book. It was it was a bad fucking choice. Yeah. And I hate it when comics do tricky things like this. And it seems like DC tries to get weird and tricky with their printing stuff more often than Marvel does. And it almost always backfires. At least for me, it just it, it doesn't work. I'm all for taking chances, but fucking with how a book is read... And saying, oh, no, no, these next eight pages, you skip those, and you go to the next eight. Yeah, no, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, see, I just I just skipped over it and came back because I didn't want to interrupt the story that I was reading. Yeah, which which I'm sure a lot of people did. And that, if you haven't read it, we have not spoiled the ending for you yet. <laughs> yet. Um, we're going to in a moment. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're going to skip ahead. Yes, but if you haven't read it, Skip the little Adam story until you finish the entire book. Right. Okay. Um, beyond that particular literal issue construction problem, um, yeah, it's, I think overall I'm a bigger original Dark Knight Returns fan than you are. Yes. So I'm going to have stronger reactions to certain things than you will. That's okay. 
What was your take on this? I didn't dislike it. I liked it better than DK2. Wrong! I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, then. You can just finish this show yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I didn't I didn't dislike it. I liked it better than DK2. Well, you kind of have to. <laughs> um, I didn't like it as much as the first one. Um, but at the same time, I... <sighs> I'm I'm curious to see where certain things are going to go, and I'm I'm curious to what degree Azarello had a hand in shaping the story past whatever it was Miller pitched. I'm not sure Miller pitched anything. Um, there were a couple things in here, just from a storytelling standpoint. Given given the things that Frank Miller has said in public over the last say four or five years, <laughs> the sort of the sort of heavy conservative uh, leaning he seems to have on his social media. Yeah, and having uh, the initial few pages of this book sort of seem like a nod toward Black Lives Matter and Batman perhaps uh, being... Anti-cop. Yeah, sympathetic <laughs> toward that cause. I can't see Frank sitting down saying, you know what, I think that's what Batman would do. Not except a, not and, after holy terror. Okay, but here's what I was here's what I'm going to say. Except and spoilers, it turns out not to be Batman. Yes, I know, but having having Carrie Kelly, the good soldier, yes, um, be on the side of be it minorities or gangs or anybody against what amounts to stand-ins for the NYPD. Yes. I can't see Frank Miller writing that. And in sort of the last page interview of the, that they've been running in DC Comics mm. of various creators for months now, they had Azarello and Miller. And Miller has basically said, for good or ill, this is, Brian said he wanted to come and play with this, so I worked with it, play with my version of the DC universe, so I worked with him on it. But this is Brian's show. Okay. Well, then, all right. That answers that. But uh, I'm not sure. If it's not Frank Miller, I'm not sure I care about this version <laughs> of the DC Universe. Um, and after Dark Knight 2, I'm not sure I care at all about this version of the DC Universe. Yeah, that's true. There's a certain amount of redeeming quality. Like I said, I've come to grow a little less angry and harsh about both DK2 and All-Star Batman and Robin, as I've gotten older and sort of gotten a sense of, all right, well, maybe he's trying to really show Batman is a fascist. I I, I don't think I finished All-Star Batman and Robin. I think I punched out about a third of the way in. Yeah, which is fine. I, I re As I was cataloging my uh, our collection over most of last year, as I came across them, I reread them. And like I said, I was less harsh about them than I was the first time I read it because, okay, I, I sort of get maybe Miller has a... It's so hard. Miller's so goddamn polarizing these days. Yeah. It gives such mixed messages. It's My thought was, okay, if he's trying to say that this type of... To be this type of person, Batman would have to be almost a fascist. And But, but. <laughs> then you turn around to Holy Terror, he's like... Yeah, that's good, man. That's the best thing ever. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess 
I'm I'm interested in seeing where the story goes because they're expanding on some things. Uh, Wonder Woman and her now two children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And why is Superman cased in ice? Oh, because the little people gave up on him. And okay, that's, that's definitely a, a Miller-esque. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and what is going on with Carrie Kelly and, and why does she seem to be the twin of the woman who is now the lieutenant? Well, I think that's just cause that's how, uh, look, when it comes to inking, uh, <laughs> just Klaus Jansen, uh, has a heavy hand and a thick pen. Well, but no, I mean, it, I think there's a reason why they're drawn to look the same. And I think it's just, uh, and that may be some weird plot point that that Azarello and Miller are going to come up with that there's some relation between them. I think it's just Carrie Kelly grew up, and when it comes to this particular style of penciling and inking, they kind of look similar. Perhaps, perhaps. And we only really saw her face, uh, Carrie Kelly's face, and I'm assuming it's Carrie Kelly because who the fuck else would it be? Oh yeah, it's it's. But the way they they went out of their way stylistically with this this commissioner. What's her name? Yidrazel? Yindel. Yindel? Okay. Like, weird name. To to give her the, the Carrie Kelly glasses. <laughs> Yindel was from the first Dark Knight. Okay. But she looks... It's... I, she's drawn to look like Carrie Kelly. They didn't look all that similar, except Carrie Kelly was 13 in the first one. So, so maybe this is Andy Kubert just not being able to distinguish between his female characters. Or Klaus, uh, Jansen inks heavy. He does. That's that's just the truth. And if you're going to rob yourself of a certain amount of detail because you ink heavy, uh, that sometimes that thing's going to happen. I'm not saying it's not the case that they're trying to imply that there's some long-term relation between Carrie Kelly and Ellen Yindel. I'm just I'm trying to offer an alternate explanation. Because that would really fuck the book up for me. Because that's fucking stupid if somebody writes that. <laughs> now, we're talking about characters that go back to 1986. I, I don't disagree. I just thought it was odd stylistically. There's only one woman in the world, and they all look like Carrie Kelly. I, I'm guessing it's a it's a coincidence, but I could be wrong. I fucking hope I'm not wrong. Because, yeah, to, to have some relationship between them now... Uh, no, you're my long lost whatever. It's, uh, <laughs> uh. As it is, I'm having enough of a problem. It is early yet to tell whether it's a bluff or it's the truth. But the final line of the book and final spoiler warning that says Bruce Wayne is dead. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure I give a fuck about this version of the DC universe. Again, not written by Frank Miller that doesn't have Batman in it. I'm hoping that we get some details, though, uh, in in flashback as to what happened. I, we'd have to. We have to, or this is going to be a serious fucking problem. Well, it's not going to be a serious problem. I'll, I'll ignore it the way I did DK2 for years and years and years. Yeah. But I mean, this horrible future crime-ridden Superman's a dildo and Wonder Woman's a bitch <laughs> and a daughter is just a why are you allowing these ants of people to drive you away and this version of the dc universe is a terrible fucking place at least batman kicks ass in it and that's fun 
Well, as far as I can tell right now, Batman's dead. Catgirl's been captured by the police. <laughs> Superman's given up. Wonder Woman's a bitch. Oh, this, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'll get all the way through this if it turns out Bruce Wayne is really dead. I, it's I, what's I, implied because then you then you go to the Adam story and he's all like, "Oh, then you died." <laughs> oh, it's implied. This is the first one of the Dark Knight books that isn't Batman colon the Dark Knight. Right. Returns, strikes again. It's just DK3. But <laughs> I, I can't give that much of a fuck about this universe if Batman's not in it. And Batman was a key member of DK2, and I didn't care all that much. Right. Well, it's, it's certain things were, they're doing certain things smart. They're certainly acknowledging DK2 happened because, yeah, we've got Superman and Wonder Woman and, yes, and Lara. Uh, but yeah, focusing more on Commissioner Yindel and making making it feel at least art wise more like the first series. Yeah, and- I, I thought that in terms of the the art layout, it harkened a lot more back to the first Dark Knight. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if you're gonna tell me after you know we were there at the official announcement when yeah. Azarello said we're gonna do DK three. The Master Race, and we're all like, ah, oh, that was an ill-thought-of yeah. really? Ill title. <laughs> but yeah, it's if we're going to get through the end of this, and, and I don't see fucking Batman, oh, man. I'm, yeah. I, arguably, I should have been done with Dark Knight the minute I closed the first one and said, that is a classic. I was 16 years old and probably could have been done with it right then. Yeah, I mean, after a certain point, you know, you sort of make a decision whether or not The Godfather 3 actually exists. It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> a Rocky 5 actually exists. Yeah, it's called Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Don't fuck with me on this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, there were encouraging things in DK3, but... And then to shoot him down the drain with, oh, and there may not be Batman in this book. Oh, no, no, that'd be a terrible decision for me. Yeah. Maybe you could pull something out of it, but. Although maybe Batman, you know, got the hint. He's like, I don't want to live in this universe. These people suck. <laughs> You're kidding. Batman loved living in this universe. Because <laughs> he could destroy in it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I've got real mixed feelings about it. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think you're right, too. Um, I, I think that kind of like Dark Knight 2. I'm going to ride this through to the end just to see what happens with it, and then uh, it, I will get on with my life. But yeah, I mean, it, if I want a comic that doesn't have Batman, but it's about Commissioner Yindel and the compromises she's had to make to keep power over the years while the daughter of Batman encur- or of uh, Superman encourages Superman to come back and rescue the people. And I don't actually, I'm never going to want that fucking comic book. I don't want that comic book. <laughs> Give me Batman, goddammit. That seems to be him on the cover. Give me fucking Batman. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Okay. Do you feel better? Put Batman in the book. Okay. He was wrong and you knew it. <laughs> put, put him in. Okay. Want to move on? <laughs> Let's move on to the next book. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, Vertigo has been dumping out a lot of books recently. Yeah. And, uh, I've checked out the first issues i think of most of them none of them are particularly bad it's it's nice to see vertigo back a little bit yeah 
we'll do this one. This one kind of caught my attention because it reminded me of something else. Uh, this is Jacked, uh, written by Eric Kripke, uh, art by John Higgins. This is one of six, so it's going to be a mini series. Yeah, Kripke uh, was the guy who created Supernatural on the WB or CW or whatever it is now. The CW. Yeah. Uh, Higgins did a lot of 2008 AD art, mostly known in a lot of ways as a colorist. He was a colorist on Killing Joke and Watchmen. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's a, as a first issue, not a hell of a lot happens. It's mostly character work, getting to know uh, this main character. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, what did you think of it before I get into this reminded me of this, although it's clearly going into darker directions. Well, um, given that this is supposed to be the story of a a schmo who's down on his luck and having difficulty getting on with his middle aged life due to, you know, being unemployed and whatnot, um, who suddenly stumbles upon, uh, superpowers via, um, drugs he purchases over the internet. Cautionary tale. The, Better living through chemistry. Does that work? Excuse me. <laughs> um, it, it could have been worse. I, I, you thought it was similar to Unbreakable in some ways. Yeah, it's the the and, receding hairline, like Bruce Willis, right? That's well, the main character. Has. No, it, most of it came from. Uh, the idea of a middle-aged character who's adrift and feeling estranged from his family, and as his powers start to manifest, it gives him not an in, but a connection with his son, at least briefly. Okay. Uh, which were all elements of Unbreakable that, yeah, I still maintain Unbreakable is one of the better superhero movies of the last 20 years. Yes. Because it's actually about people. Yeah, the the superpowers are not a huge part of it. It's, you know, well, this is my life, and if I have powers, this is how it affects it. And it's not about the giant fight at the end of it. As a matter of fact, one of the best parts of it is this guy doesn't know how to fucking fight. Yeah. So all he does is hang on until the other guy tires himself out mm-hmm. and chokes out. Yeah, I... I think it's an interesting premise. Um, it certainly hits upon it for, for those of us that are, that are descending into our middle aged years. <laughs> oh no, what have we done with our lives? Why, why aren't I like as vital as I used to be? Why can't I play first person shooters? <laughs> <laughs> why, why, this, this isn't where I was supposed to be at this point. I was supposed to be, you know, taller, stronger, smarter, faster, funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, so, and so, you know, being of that age group, I, I, I totally relate to that portion of it. Um, I think the, the online drug thing, as someone who has never, uh, done that, <laughs> I took that as it, it's a MacGuffin. How, how do you give them powers? You know, in Unbreakable, it was just sort of, oh, you've always had them and you didn't know. You know, here it's, okay, you buy this thing and that certainly could, not be the case. I mean, there there are enough indications later on in the book, the foreshadowing that we're going to see issues of addiction. Yeah. Even though it sort of seems like the addiction is to the rush of feeling heroic and strong and vital. Possibly. But on the other hand, you know, you're 12 years of the company and you got downsized. Hmm. How good of a worker were you? <laughs> yeah, but it, his job was, he was like head of PR for a video store. Okay. Yeah, you know, that's, 
did he choose a wrong company? Yeah, sure. But he, he might be the best buggy whip manufacturer in the world. Getting his ass kicked is not necessarily his fault. <laughs> you know? Um, I, I guess there's also stuff in here. I'm like, well, there, there are some themes that are similar with like Fight Club, um, Fight Club 2. <laughs> yeah. So what is this book going to do to distinguish itself from Unbreakable, from Fight Club, Fight Club 2? Well, and, and that'll be the interesting thing that I want to see. It's, I, this is another one I have mixed feelings about because, yeah, it hits on those themes from Unbreakable that make that really a classic movie for me. Yeah. It does it very quickly and with a lot of shorthand, so it's not necessary. Yeah, you know, look, when you've got two hours where, you know, for good or ill, Shyamalan is saying, I'm just going to do this origin story and this one fight. <laughs> and it's not even a fight. It's I'm going to hold on for dear life until the guy can't breathe anymore. Right. Um, you really get into the characters' heads and understand why they, you know, why David Dunn would feel like he's, estranged from his family and you get a lot of that and you're not going to get that in 20 pages of a vertigo book but there was enough shorthand there it's like all right somebody is at least picking up pieces of this and that's interesting to me and i want to see where it goes right it could very easily go into a dark oh no it turns out i'm just a selfish cock after all and give me my pills and i want to kick somebody in the cunt <laughs> you know, in which case all right it's, it's a loss but it's it's hitting on things that are Interesting to me. Yeah, I'm a middle aged guy. Unlike this guy, uh, I still pee real good. That's good it's to like know. it's arguably my greatest talent. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was drinking like a thirty pack over like two days. Uh, two days? What? <laughs> Wait, why are you going to denigrate me <laughs> to the nice listeners? This movie was shot in three B, three beers, and it looks good, eh? But it's okay. It's if it's I don't even want to say lifting. If it's if it's inspired by Unbreakable, that's encouraging to me, and I want to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kripke certainly was inspired very much by a Hellblazer uh, to the tune of took a lot of it for uh, Supernatural. But <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? He's done it successfully enough. It's been on the air, what, 12 years? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, take this other thing that I love, and let's see what you can do with it. Yeah. And maybe you can't do anything with it. Maybe then, you know, maybe in a month, it's like, yeah, okay, Jack 2, ugh. The worst thing about it is that it's called Jacked. I found out on the internet it was originally supposed to be called Amped. Okay. And the only thing I could think of is, oh no, call it Jacked because there's enough porn and masturbation stuff in here. There is. <laughs> like, oh, really? Is that the direction you're going? So, um, I'll say I'll say this: um, this book was worthwhile coming on the market, if only because I like Glenn Fabry art, and we have a good Glenn Fabry cover here. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And, and look, I, I've I've read enough old Judge Dredd that's okay. Yeah, I recognize this pencil style. So yeah. even though he's done most of his stuff as a colorist recently, it's like, all right, I, I get what you're laying down here. And he I did do the color it. with this too. Yeah, so it's a good looking book. Yeah. God knows the hero does not look like a fucking hero. No, no. But, but yeah, it's. It's got enough in common with Unbreakable. I I want to see more. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll give it another day in court and see where it goes. I feel more hopeful about this book than Dark Knight 3 or DK3. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. 
poor Batman from 1986. He had no idea this would still be happening to him. <sighs> All right. We got it's, anything it's, else? It's like zombies. We're back to like the, it's, it's, it's a, a zombie, but they're not calling it a zombie. She said, holding up DK3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we about done? I think I, we're done. I think I'm starting to come down with something. I'm oh, gonna, no. I'm going to sound so goddamn nasal through this whole show. I can barely breathe. I don't think you sound nasal, sweetheart. Oh, thank you very much, but I can barely breathe. So either I'm going to sound nasal or it's going to be a whole episode of <gasps> me mouth breathing because I can't get any fucking air. <laughs> if that's what the show sounds like, I apologize. Thanks for hanging in. Hopefully I'll feel better next week. But All right. So do we have anything else? I or? think that's it. All right. So why don't we wrap it up? Okay. Uh, as usual, don't know where you found this episode, but you can always find us at our home website, crisisoninfinitemidlives.com. Uh, we are on Facebook. Uh, you can certainly reach out to us there. We're still, uh, look, we're trying to make this house a place we can live in. What's the URL for the our URL Facebook? The URL for our Facebook is facebook.com slash crisisoninfinitemidlives. You can certainly message us there. We are going to try to do more with that. We go on fits and starts. We do. Mostly fits. <laughs> but uh, we are on Twitter. Our handle is at Infinite Midlife. Good job. Thank you. I'm starting to get back into the swing of things. We are on Tumblr, uh, crisisoninfinitemidlives.tumblr.com. You can find us on iTunes. If that's how you consume your podcast media, do us a favor. Give us a review. Shoot us a rating. Uh, it helps other people find the show. And yep. we do like hearing from listeners. We do. We are on TuneIn Radio. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. Uh, you can always email us at crisisoninfinitemidlives at gmail.com. Don't forget, if you've got a drinking contest between superheroes, yes. send us send us an email and we'll we'll try to logic out. Star uh, Fox versus Rocket Raccoon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Star Fox, because uh, he doesn't need to get Rocket Raccoon drunk just to blast the pheromones and do them. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and that uh, inauspicious note is it. <laughs> This has been episode 92 of the Crisis on Infinite Midlife show. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda, and I'm disturbed about the idea of Rocket Raccoon as a cock puppet. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, <laughs> although I'm sure you'll never tune in again now. <laughs> Ender. Who cock, did this to me? <laughs> cock puppet? You just want to suck the joy out of everything. <laughs> <laughs>